Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hi again, and welcome back to The Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and every week I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. When it comes to talking to kids about sex, it can be tempting to point out a shiny object and make a run for it. Talking to kids about sex used to mean one awkward sit-down for the talk. But these days, there's so much more to talk about. Media coverage of sexual assaults on college campuses, yes means yes, affirmative consent laws, hookup culture, the accessibility of online porn, it is a complicated world out there. So this week, here are 10 tips to navigate the treacherous world of talking to your kids about sex. You won't even be tempted to tell them, go ask Siri. Tip number one is take the initiative. A 2014 survey found that by the time their kids were 21, one in five U.S. parents had never talked to their kids about birth control, saying no to sex, or where to access accurate information. Now, waiting for your kids to ask questions is one option, but it might not be the best. Because according to a 2012 survey, half of teens rated talking about sex with parents as uncomfortable, compared to just 19% of parents. The takeaway? They're more embarrassed than you, and therefore might not initiate. Plus, a 2015 survey of tween and teen girls found that 11 to 16-year-olds wanted to be taught more about relationships, consent, pornography, and domestic violence by teachers and parents. So start the conversation, because in the absence of confident and early communication from parents around sex, other sources, many of dubious quality, like porn and misinformed peers with older brothers, magically expand to fill the void. Tip number two, remember it's not the talk, it's an ongoing conversation. Now, we may picture the sex talk as a one-time awkward eye-rolling lecture, but in reality, it should be a long, building dialogue throughout your child's development, beginning with simple anatomy and working up towards more hot-button issues, like readiness for sex and consent. Now, why is the gradual approach so helpful? Well, it lays an ever-strengthening foundation it matches your kids' growing sophistication over time, and with one or more sessions behind you, shows your kids that you're a safe person to talk to. Plus, a 2008 study in the journal Pediatrics found that teens whose communication with parents around sex was repeated over time experienced these dialogues as more open, felt closer to their parents, and felt more comfortable talking to their parents not only about sex, but about their lives in general. 
So rather than trying to cram every tidbit into a single angsty sit down, relax. Turn it into an ongoing conversation and everyone will benefit for it. So how do you do this? Well, tip number three is bring it up as the topic arises naturally. Usually marching up to your kid for any reason and announcing it's time to have a talk, son, just makes everyone uncomfortable. So instead, use the media, images, or people to naturally spark the conversation. A pregnant relative, an ad advocating body acceptance, or a comedy bit about the awkwardness of puberty can all work as a jumping off point. Indeed, for better or worse, in Western culture, with sexual images used to sell everything from fast food to web hosting, almost anything can be used as a springboard to conversation about sex. Of course, teachable moments that require a talk will also pop up in your child's life. For instance, if you find out your kid has accidentally or accidentally on purpose seen porn, talk with them about what real sex might look like and how it's way different than porn, as well as having them critique the gender dynamics. And don't forget that you need not, and should not, do all the talking. Listening respectfully and non-judgmentally to their concerns is equally important to the wisdom that you share. Next, different ages require different approaches. With little kids, you can start with some simple basics, such as tip number four, start early. Accurate anatomical language can be used from day one. You call a nose a nose and an elbow an elbow, so why not call a vagina a vagina? Using code words implies there's something shameful about their parts or that they're so secretive they can't be named. A little later, you can start conversing about sex and birth. And the big question is, how early? Well, maybe earlier than you think, but let me tell you why. If you start talking before they're six, they're not embarrassed. After that, their awareness has grown and they start to get grossed out, which makes sex and birth harder to talk about. And indeed, I've seen this to be true. My oldest son has had questions about how babies are made twice. Once when he was just four, and once more recently at age seven. And the difference between the two conversations was striking. At age four, he got his question answered and moved on, even if I had to take a minute to recover. But at age seven, he was a little appalled and wondered out loud if he'd ever, quote, do that. By the same token, a friend of mine decided to explain the mechanics of sex to all three of her kids at once, ages nine, seven, and five. Only the five-year-old didn't blanch, while the other two were horrified. Dad did that to you three times, the eldest asked. And in recounting the story, we whooped with laughter. Yes, only three times. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency creates personalized anti-aging formulas that smooth fine lines, lighten dark spots, and improve the appearance of dark circles. Each formula is tailored to you and prescribed by a licensed dermatology provider. Formulas are customized with clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than retinol. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. Sometimes it takes a different approach 
to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Tip number five, let your kid decide with whom to be affectionate. So another tip for young kids that lays a solid foundation for later is not to force them to be physically affectionate to visitors or relatives. And while in many ways it's a big jump from not forcing your daughter to kiss tipsy great Aunt Maisie goodnight to getting consent from a partner in college, in other ways, it's not. A young child can't separate mind and body. If his body is forced to do something his mind doesn't want, it is confusing and distressing. So by showing you respect your child's body and space, you'll help your kid cultivate that same awareness and respect for his own personal boundaries. Of course, she needs to get her bum wiped before she leaves the bathroom, and spontaneous affection is one of the highlights of parenting. The point is, it's not all or nothing. It's that asking respectfully and normalizing the idea that her body is her own lays a foundation for the premise of consent in the future. Then, when the time comes for your kid to start thinking about inviting others into his personal space, he'll be equipped with a strong sense of boundaries that will make the concept of consent intuitive rather than foreign and new. Next, for older kids and teens, things can get more sophisticated, such as tip number six, go beyond the mechanics of baby making. Now, while you may expect your kids to stick their fingers in their ears and sing song, I can't hear you, at the first mention of touchy subjects like porn, consent, gender roles, or sexual violence, it's been found that teenagers actually crave more, not less guidance from the adults in their lives, and not just about what goes where. Which brings us to tip number seven, name the embarrassment. Own up to the fact that these are uncomfortable topics. Say, I know this is awkward, but I care about you, so it's important to talk about this even when it's embarrassing. You could even blame your role. I'm your mom, so it's my job to be embarrassing. Tip number eight is meet questions with questions. It's hard to answer a touchy question out of context. So kids might be embarrassed and ask vague or somewhat alarming questions like, can you get pregnant the first time you have sex? So gently find out what they already know. What have you heard already? or what do you already know about that, can give you some context and help you craft an answer without freaking out. Then tip number nine, give them the words. As soon as kids are able to speak, we tell them, use your words. But we don't often talk about how to use their voices when it comes to sex. Especially for girls and young women, the prevailing message is often just to say a blanket no. Boys don't have it much better. Advice for them assumes they're always straight, always the pursuers, and focuses mostly on contraception and warnings involving shotguns. So give them basic scripts. Tell them to pay attention to their partner's body language and responsiveness, or lack thereof. And if it's not totally obvious if permission is granted, they have to ask. Give them specific words to ask permission, such as, would you like it if I fill in the blank? Can I fill in the blank again? can all be asked in a tone that doesn't wreck the moment. And since opening a door to physical intimacy by kissing a partner doesn't entitle that partner to whatever else they might be expecting, also give young men and women words to turn a yes into a no, such as, I would rather not do that because optional explanation here, or 
I'd like to do one fill-in-the-blank thing, but not another fill-in-the-blank thing. Finally, assure them that a good partner wants to know where their boundaries are. And if you communicate boundaries and get a bad reaction, it's time to turn whatever yes there was into a no. And guess what? Though there are some naysayers, recent surveys on college campuses find that, in general, students feel great relief with yes means yes affirmative consent. Indeed, many young men and women find it a comfort not to have to guess and relieved that simply not saying no doesn't mean yes anymore. And finally, tip number 10. Think about what you would have wished for. Many adults report never having had a sex talk with their own parents, meaning that a lot of us adults were left to fumble in the dark, both figuratively and literally. So think, what lessons did you learn the hard way? Use your own experience to prompt what to say to your kids to help them avoid a similar awkward or hurtful conundrum. And likewise, Think about what misconceptions you picked up from peers, the media, or society at large along the way. Heterosexual boys, for example, might learn by osmosis that women are sexual gatekeepers and that the game of dating or hooking up is to convince women to open those gates, perhaps through any means possible. Similarly, girls are guaranteed to receive the mixed messages of female sexuality as equally slutty and empowered, and that a woman's most lucrative currency is her sexuality. The take-home keep talking, and challenge misconceptions together. To wrap up, it's a complicated world out there, but you don't have to have all the answers. The more important thing is to communicate authentically with your children over time. Talking may induce many an eye roll, but it's the most powerful way to support kids as they chart their own course through the world as sexual beings and human beings. Have you figured out how to face a big, nerve-wracking moment, meeting your significant other's family for the first time, going on a first date, starting a new job, giving a big presentation or performance? I love hearing your tips, and I'd love to put them in a book I'm writing about social anxiety. You can share on Facebook or email me directly at psychologist at quickanddirtytips.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or sign up for the newsletter at quickanddirtytips.com slash newsletters. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and The Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you again. I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.